You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station. In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Welcome back, everybody. In today's episode, we're talking the psychology of the business. And we've got a couple great guests on here. Specifically, we're talking about the DISC system and the DISC profiles that some of you may or may not have heard, but we've got a couple great experts on. Andy, you interviewed John Hayes. You want to tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, John Hayes, great guy, long time in the franchising industry, but John has specialized and he'll talk about it, how he's used the DISC profile to motivate sales teams and and work with companies and mostly franchisors, but he works with independent uh, companies as well. I'm going to have him work with uh, us here at Transworld to understand uh, some of the makeups of the people that make good salespeople and the people who make good administrators. And uh, it's a very interesting conversation. Uh, and it's something that, you know, business owners should pay attention to. And even when you're talking to customers. Yeah. So actually Mary Grothy is uh, who I interviewed. She's the CEO of uh, Sales BQ, and we've used her to do profiling in our business using the DISC system. Um, I like DISC because it's super simple. It's also very prolific. You see it across a lot of different organizations and industries. So a lot of people can easily identify if they're a D or an I, S or a C. Um, but we've also used it in conversations with our clients. So Mary talks a little bit about, you know, if you're a buyer or a seller of a business, how can you use the DISC profile to identify who's sitting across the table from you? And in negotiations, it's really important to understand that. If you're a high D or a dominant personality and you're talking to a C, which is an analytical personality, um, which is also not uncommon in the deals that we do when you're buying and selling a business. So... Yeah. So she gave us a couple quick um, tips. I won't spoil it, but like one key question you can ask when you're sitting across the table from someone to identify what profile type they are. Yeah, exactly. And it really, you know, D's are looking for something in a deal. I's are looking for something in a deal. S's, C's. I mean, so it's really important to know who you're talking to. I mean, uh, it can make or break a deal. So uh, I really love this episode too. I think everyone should listen to it. And uh, I think it's some really good information. Uh, we do have uh, John Hayes's uh, information uh, in our notes. And uh, he's a great person to pick up the phone and call uh, at the Titus Center for Franchising at Palm Beach Atlantic University. Uh, so uh, he is looking to do more work in that space. So if anybody wants to call him, uh, he's open. Yeah. Lots of great free resources in this episode too that we'll have in the show notes, but we'll jump in. And again, of course, we also have a great listing of the week and deal of the week. So let's jump in. Let's do it. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. 
To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And I have a very special guest, a friend and uh, certainly an expert in not only uh, profiling people for using the disc profile, but also in franchising. It's, uh, and welcome to the show, Dr. John Hayes from Palm Beach Atlantic universities and specifically the Titus center for franchising. Uh, John, uh, I've, I've gotten to speak at your classes and, uh, I've gotten to know you over the last few years and you're certainly a true professional in the world, but, uh, you know, welcome to the show. And why don't you give us a little bit of background of what we're going to be talking about? Sure. I'm happy to be speaking to your audience today, uh, Andy. It's a pleasure. And my students always enjoy when you come to the classroom. They commented about that the other day, that they learned a lot from you, and they like learning about Transworld Business Advisors. Good. And, of course, franchising. Uh, I've been, this is our third year of developing the Titus Center for Franchising. We're unique. We don't know of another center that does what we do anyplace in the world. We teach franchising to undergraduate students. At the same time, we provide professional education to franchise professionals and people who want to get into franchising, as well as I provide a variety of services to businesses in general, those that are not franchised, particularly if they're having trouble with hiring or trouble managing people and they want to understand that process better. And they can do that using a disc profile. Yeah. And, and there couldn't be a better time for this, right? The, the labor market is so tight. We had a guest on uh, an episode or so ago talking about how light, how tight the, the labor market is and how hard it is to hire people. So you really need to be careful out yeah. there, right? Yeah, because you can easily lose people today when, you know, folks can walk down the road and get a new job. Uh, because of the current economic environment that we're enjoying, that's uh, a problem for employers because uh, you can find somebody almost always, but finding the right person is much more difficult. Right, right. So let's dive into it a little bit. Tell us how, you know, what the DISC profile is, if people don't know what it is and how mm -hmm. to use it. About 35 years ago, I was introduced to the DISC profile. And at the time, I thought uh, it was sort of gimmicky, and, uh, and and yet when I took the profile, I knew that what it said I my profile represented, I knew that that was familiar to me, that the, the person the profile described was the person I would describe myself as. And DISC was created in the 1950s by the same guy who created the lie detector test, so it's been around a long time, and it's been free all of these years. There are a lot of personality profiles. Myers-Briggs, for example, is very sophisticated. And there are many others that people can use. And generally, there's a fee to use them. And it takes quite a bit of an explanation for people to understand them. DISC has remained a free uh, opportunity for people. The coaching that comes with it is usually what people end up paying for. But DISC will help you, first of all, for yourself, understand your personality. Are you on the DISC scale? Are you a dominant or driver personality? That's the D. And the I is the influencer. And the S is the steady, loyal personality. 
and the C is the competent or conscientious personality. And we all have some of DISC in our personality, but most of the time we have one or two of those segments that are greater than the other two or three, depending on how high one of your your segments is. Generally, people are, they describe themselves as saying, I'm a high D, high I personality on the DISC profile. If you're familiar with DISC, you know what that means. Right. Uh, so understanding what the person is who you're going to hire and does their personality match the requirements of the job, and rarely do employers think about that. Somebody says, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I can do receptionist work or I'm a good salesperson or I'm good in accounting or HR. Well, maybe, but uh, quite often those are jobs that people get tripped up in and employers get tripped up because they have the wrong personality in the job. If you don't have D in your personality, you're not going to sell much of anything, right? unfortunately. And uh, this becomes a problem. And then employers think there's something wrong with the employee, but there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with the employee. The employee's in the wrong job. Right. It's we getting people into the right seats in the organization. That's the trick. Sure. The right seat on the bus, which is another, uh, which is another book. <laughs> Great book. <but> yes. <laughs> so, yep. so, so you're, you know, you, you've talked to me about this. I've taken the disc and, uh, and, and I do have a high D, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I, I forget what else I had, uh, also a, a, some I in there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, you're, you're clearly a high D high I personality. Right. So, uh, you know, let's talk about, like you said, if someone is not a high D, you shouldn't even hire them as a salesperson, right? This could save you tons of time and money. Exactly. And people make that mistake all the time. Uh, you know, the employee doesn't know about their profile and right. the employer doesn't know. And so, you know, if somebody wants a job and this sounds exciting. I get to travel. I get an expense account. I get this, I get that, but they don't get anything done. They have a very high I personality and they talk to a lot of people, but they never close any deals Right. or they know all the details. They have all this uh, very high C personality. So they know the details of the product. They can talk about it better than anyone, but they never get any sales because they lack the D. So what's the best way to approach this? That they, they have it online. You said it's free for the most part. Yeah. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and so people should give this disc profile to people they're considering hiring, right? Yeah. Well, it, that anyone would hire an employee without giving them, whether it's the disc profile or some profile, but disc is so easy to use and because it's free, the thought that you would hire somebody without using a profile, it makes my skin crawl because I know the outcome. It's generally not good, and, and I, I don't, it depends on whether you read uh, Gallup, their poll, or you read uh, some of the other university polls. Somewhere between half employees in America and 75% of employees in America don't like their jobs. They're dissatisfied, and Gallup has one on people are disengaged. Uh, Three-quarters of your employees are disengaged. So if, if that's true, then your business is underperforming. Right. Because your people just aren't interested and they're not interested because probably because they're in the wrong job, right. not necessarily the wrong business, but the wrong job. So you have the ability to help companies 
you know, understand what their roles are and who they should be hiring in those roles, correct? Right. Yes. And it's not only that, it's uh, when you and I know each other's personality, a number of things happen. First of all, I know how to talk to you. And if you know my personality, you know how to talk to me in a way that's going to be productive. And it, it could be, if you're a D, you don't need many words. If you're an S, you need a lot of words. Mm. Well, if you're, if I'm a D, and I think everybody's a D, I only give you a few words. But if you're an S, you need a whole lot more. But you're so timid, you won't ask me for more. Because my D personality is so strong that it intimidates you. Right. And so you won't ask me for more instruction. And you will try to do the job. You won't do it very well. But you will go home frustrated. Mm. And you'll look for another job. And you'll think that, you know, either I'm mean or you'll think you're dumb uh, that because you can't understand what, what I'm talking about. All kinds of emotions enter into it that are unnecessary. Mm. So we would be able to know how to communicate more effectively. We would be able to get our jobs done more effectively because we know how to talk to each other. Yeah, that's great. And and so, like you're saying, it's not too late to test your employees to help them be better in their jobs or maybe even move them to another job, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everybody should be using a profile, uh, particularly if you uh, are managing people and you feel there's a lot of chaos or there's dissatisfaction or you can't quite understand, you can't get a grip on the situation. You know something's off, but you don't know exactly what it is. Well, step back and give everybody the disc profile and then understand what it means. And when that happens, and, and because I do this kind of coaching with businesses, they sit back and say, you know, so there isn't anything wrong with you after all. You're just um, a C personality and you don't like people all that well. So when you tell us you don't want to go to lunch with us, it's not because you don't like us. It's because you bring your own lunch, you sit in your cubicle, and you prefer to work with facts and figures and get your work done. Right. And uh, here all this time, we thought maybe you didn't like us or that you didn't fit in. Mm. So talk about that service a little bit. So you have that available at, you know, currently? Yeah. Yeah, through the Titus Center, people contact me. Um, you know, my life is in franchising, but uh, sure. because franchising is just an extension of business, um, I'm, I'm still dealing with business people. And even if they're not interested in franchising, but they're interested in the DISC profile, then I help them by providing the DISC to their employees, or they can use it when they're going to hire people. And then uh, I can come in and sit with the employees and explain to them, if you're a D, this is what your personality is like. And if you're an I, an S, a C, and so forth, we describe the personalities, and then we talk about how they interact with uh, one another. Ds are not known as the, mo- as the most friendly people. They're not the friendliest people. Ds are often seen as arrogant. They're drivers. They want to get things done. They don't have time to go have coffee over at Starbucks like right. the I's do. And if you don't have coffee uh, at the coffee shop or wherever in the office with an I, uh, they think you don't like them, that you, 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 you're not interested in right. them. So the D personality generally isn't interested in people. The D personality is interested in business transactions. I need to get five sales this month. Therefore, uh, I'm going to work through my system. Right. Ds are very goal-oriented. 
and the I can be goal-oriented, but the I is people first. Mm-hmm. I wants people to like them. And if you have that DI combination, which in your case, personally, you have, and other people have that as well, that's very effective for salespeople and for managers. But if you're all I and no D, you want everybody to like you, but you have a lot of employees many times, or you have some employees who are not getting the job done, but you don't have the heart to tell them because they'll dislike you right. in that case. So, right. you know, you kind of do their work or you put up with it. Right. And so, so I go through and explain the, the, the different profiles and then how they interact. Now that's, a, that's amazing. So let's talk specifically about franchising. I mean, you put a lot of money into building a franchise or getting it ready to be a franchise, which you help with as well. You could talk about that in a second. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. somebody puts together a franchise, you know, how important is it to get the right people into your franchise? Right. Right. The, the easiest part of the job they don't do well, you know, um, when franchisors start selling franchises and they don't have experience, they're just hungry to get a franchisee. And so frequently, they sell the first half dozen or more franchises to the wrong people. Right. And the franchise doesn't get off to a great start. And then uh, if they get bad press or they get bad reviews, really there was nothing wrong with the product, nothing wrong with the business. They just had the wrong people as franchisees. So it's, it's very important that to understand the profile of the business or the, the job that a franchisee has to do. So I was the CEO of Homevestors of America, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. Right. And one of the things that I discovered when we had 235 franchisees at the time, that the top 10 all had D in their personality. And the bottom 10 had no D in their personality. The bottom 10 were the energy suckers. They called every day or every week saying, this business doesn't work. I made a mistake. You fooled me. Your training doesn't work. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. Meanwhile, you never heard from the top 10 because they were buying more than 100 houses a year. The people in the bottom 10, the bottom 50, maybe they would buy three or four houses a year. They didn't make themselves any money right. and they didn't make us any money. But, you know, we took their $50,000 franchise. We accepted them as a franchisee. So couldn't blame it on them, even though lots of times our training team would say, can't figure out what's wrong with this guy. We've told him this same thing over and over and over. Same thing we tell everybody else. He just doesn't get it. Well, true. He doesn't get it. He never will get it. Part of it is the way the information is relayed to him because different personalities hear differently, see differently, think differently. And if you're not delivering the training to an S or a C personality, the way they need it to be delivered, they're never going to get it. And you can, Call them every day and tell them the same thing. They're never going to get it. They don't have D in their personality. They can't pull the trigger to to buy something or sell something. That's difficult. Yeah. So you've done a great job um, kind of outlining this. And it it's a little more complicated than that. And I am excited. I am going to try to work with you to get this profile to all my people and our franchisees. So we can start understanding, yeah. like you said, who are, who are the, mm-hmm. what's the best profile for a business broker and people who are selling franchises? Yeah. So looking forward Definitely. to that. Yeah. And John, if someone it wanted, would help them, yeah, go ahead. It will help them understand, you know, if I'm a business broker and I'm talking to 10 people a day who want to sell their business, if I know the profile 
of that business owner, it makes it easier for me to know how to help them because there are D's and I's and S's and C's. And they're all going to to approach the sale of their business differently. So, yeah, it would help. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to having you in and talking to our crew and uh, taking the profile. And if some other company or franchise system wants to do that, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, they can go to online, Titus Center for Franchising.com, and they'll find information about me. And uh, they can email me, John underscore Hayes at PBA, that's for Palm Beach Atlantic, but it's just the initials PBA dot EDU. Great. John, thank you so much for coming on today. We'll drop all that into the show notes and I really appreciate that. This is great information. Okay, Andy. Thank you. It's great talking to you. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And it is Deal of the Week. And we are going overseas right now to talk about uh, the Deal of the Week. And we have Eric Seeker of Trans World Business Advisors of Peterborough. And Eric, welcome. Thanks, Annie. Great to be on the show. So you, ha- you had a nice deal. Uh, it was in the side business. Why don't you give us a little bit of background? Yeah, we had a great deal, actually. Um the uh, the sellers uh, came to us actually via uh, um, our our sister company Sinorama because they look they were looking to buy a Sinorama in Australia. Um, the Sinorama colleagues referred them to us here in the UK to help the sellers uh, move on their uh, business here in the UK. It's um, it's a signage business, so they they do signs, you know, the the usual vinyl signs, wall murals, sort of sign posting, um, they do vehicle wrapping. Um, but what was what's really interesting about the business, they're also um, specialists in architectural film, hmm. which is a, a growing business where you, you know, you can change the nature of certain elements of buildings. So you can change, for example, the appearance of a concrete post into a, a tree or refresh uh, tired shop furniture. So they, they got some... Uh, large shops and department stores where they're wrapping existing display cabinets and uh, you know benches and other furniture to refresh the furniture uh, or to just change its appearance altogether. So yeah, was, it was... Uh, a, so the, yeah, go ahead. It was a successful sorry, business. Yeah, and especially the architectural film business uh, the side, is, it was growing uh, quite rapidly and that's what sparked the interest of uh, the buyer. They had some some re- good recurring revenue with, with some, you know, in the case, some household clients like the uh, the NHS, the National Health Service, and some large department stores. So you know the recurring revenue, of course, is very attractive, and just general general growth in the business. And you know this was sort of a textbook good deal with regards to the, the, the sellers were uh, really good to work with. They had good books and good records. There were no hidden skeletons. Of course, there were there always snags and some some problems you need to overcome. But between the seller and the buyer, we had great discussions. We managed to overcome all of these uh, all of these issues. And again, the buyer was a professional buyer. Um, or he had existing businesses. Was uh, was was a tough buyer and very sharp. Knew what he was doing asking all the right questions. 
but he was very fair and he was willing to do a deal. So those are textbook, you know, good deals for good people. Great. Uh, we love those, obviously. And so tell us how much it sold for and uh, what the multiple was. Yeah, so, so the, the, the revenue was around 580000 um, with an SDE of about uh, one thirty, it sold for um, three hundred uh, round number. So that gave us a multiple of two point three, which I think was uh, largely driven by this this growing architectural film business that we managed to get a a good good multiple. Great. So when we uh, we agreed that we would do half down and half deferred over uh, thirty months. Um, you know, the we had to. Look at this deal closely because the owners may be moving to Australia. Well, the will move to Australia, so we have to deal with uh, tax issues and looking how we could um, you know, get money from the UK to Australia over a, a period of time to so they could comply with the visa regulations. So it was uh, was interesting, to, you know, to, to look at the international angle, and uh, I think we've solved all the all the issues. Wow, that sounds like a great deal for a good deal for good people, as we say. So uh, great job, Eric, getting that closed. Eric, what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody else in the UK wants to sell a business? Yeah, absolutely. So um, they can email me on E-S-I-E-C-K-E-R, that's E-Seeker, at tworlduk.com, or they can reach me by mobile, uh, country code 47464. Zero nine two two seven three. All right. Great job. Thanks again, Eric. Thanks for coming on to show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Andy. Welcome back, everybody. And today, as you know, we're talking about disc profiles and kind of the psychology in business. And I'm super excited to have one of my friends and colleagues on the show, Mary Grothy. Mary is the CEO of SalesBQ. She got started because she was a number one sales rep in a mid-market firm for years at getting the number one and two top 25 and two top 10 finishes and millions sold. So when she decided to go out on her own, obviously sales coaching and sales consulting was a natural fit. And she founded Sales BQ, uh, which has been a great partner for Transworld actually in our office. Um, but Mary, welcome to the show. And why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about Sales BQ and kind of your differentiator? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for having me. Uh, BQ, people get confused. They're like, is that pulled pork and brisket? I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not barbecue, people. BQ is the behavioral quotient. Just like you said, I had eight years, nearly a decade, doing BB mid-market sales. And after millions sold, a couple of number one finishes, top 10, top 25, I was asked multiple times, what separates you? What do you do different from the other reps, why are your numbers so high? I mean, one year I sold more than number two and three combined and they're trying to figure it out. And it was hard for me to dissect it. But what I landed on was BQ. BQ is the behavioral quotient. When you think about a top performing salesperson, typically you see them doing whatever it takes ethically to succeed. The work ethic is undeniable. Their preparedness, oh my gosh, prioritization, they're always on. They do whatever it takes. There's no excuses. They plan their days. They have backup plans. And so when we look at a rep BQ, that's what we do at Sales BQ. I've got a team of fractional VPs of sales. We go on contract. We're 
CEOs across the country, and we help them rebuild their sales departments. And we focus on infrastructure and developing the talent, recruiting if they need to go up and headcount or replace anyone, and then rolling up our sleeves and getting in the field with their reps so that we can see how the reps are actually executing. This is not sales training. This is not that butts and seats. This is sure, let's learn a concept, but let's see how you execute. And that's all about the BQ. That's awesome. Yes. And like I've said, uh, Mary and Sales BQ has helped our team grow. Um, and we've been very, very grateful for their help. But today, what I want to talk to Mary about, and what I love talking to Mary about, is that this psychology behind selling. And we just heard from John Hayes, and he kind of explained what the DISC profile is. But now I want to put it into action for listeners. So, you know, most of you are listening because you're thinking about buying or selling a business, and you're probably saying to yourself, well, why do I need to worry about my sales team just yet? But you can apply these same skills in the buying and selling process if you're a buyer buyer or a seller. So Mary, why don't you just give us an idea of like disc profiles and like, what can they be used for? Or what have you seen them used for? Is it usually just for sales screening or is it for other things too? A lot of teams will use this for screening salespeople and choosing talent for their team. I've seen it used organizationally, um, like across the organization. It's not just for sales teams. I've seen people master it and they know how to manage their relationships. I've actually used it with my husband and it has helped our marriage. I have a three-year-old son and I'm spying on him, trying to figure it out and analyzing him and observing, trying to figure out what quality is. I think it's a little too early, Mm -hmm. but you can use it in so many different ways. When you look at the disc scale, D-I-S-C, D dominant driver, I influencer, S is your very steady person, a very amiable and they go along to get along. Your C is your cautious thinker. They're your analytical. They oftentimes slow things down and they're very cautious. They want to analyze every detail. But thinking about in your world, Jessica, when you have buyers and sellers, it's pretty unique when you think about the different personality styles that you encounter, especially in the buy and sell transaction. There's a lot of, or could be a lot of emotion involved in that, right? Right. And so when we go down and look at, (laughs) (laughs) when we look at these people's core chemical makeup and their personality at their core, the great salespeople, the the great reps, the great people that are in that transaction that really have the power over the transaction is being able to identify who they're dealing with and look at those very easy to find factors and say, okay, I think I'm dealing with a D. So then what do I need to do to adhere and adjust to that to have a great outcome or maybe it's an I, S or C. Right. And I think honestly, it could be an advantage if you're, say you're a buyer competing for, for a deal with other buyers, right? We say a lot that the the deal is actually one in the relationship between the buyer and the seller. It's not like buying a house. You're buying someone's business, something they might've built over 20 or 30 years. It's essentially their baby, right? So they want to put it into good hands. So if you're a buyer, it's a way that you can get a leg up. And same, same thing on the seller side. If you want to really connect with your, the buyers that are looking for your business, you can use this tool in order to figure out who's sitting across from you at the table. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be like, oh, hey, Mr. Seller, I need you to take this disc profile now, right, Mary? There's, <laughs> there's certain signs that you can learn to look for and identifying with whether they're a high D, I, S, or C, right? Yes. And we certainly don't want to make the conversation awkward and ask them to take a profile from <laughs> before a meeting. But there are things that you can look for. So this is one of my favorite things to do. 
is when you're in the first part of the conversation asking really basic questions, how's your day going so far? Well, a D is probably going to say, good. And then they're probably going to transition at that point and potentially take control over the conversation quickly, start setting an agenda, ask a question. They aren't going to waste any time. If you say, hey, how's your day going so far? And it's an I, five minutes later, they're probably still telling you about their day because eyes are influencers and they're talkative and enthusiastic and they're storytellers. So they're probably still talking. If you ask an S, uh, how's your day going so far? And they're very amiable. They're team players. They go along to get along. They don't rock the boat. They'll probably be very amiable and kind and nice, but they care more about other people than they care about themselves. So this is the person who's going to be very quick to say, uh, today's been good. Thank you. And how's your day been? This is going to be the person that'll turn it back and ask how your day's been. The I isn't going to turn it back to you and ask how your day has been because the eyes only care about themselves. They're so caught up in, in talking and hearing themselves talk. They often forget to ask in return, serve, how are you? The C might give you more than you bargained for <laughs> because the C is going to give you every detail. Now, they're not overly talkative, so it'll be as concise, but they're going to give you details about how their day is said. Well, I got in uh, to the office around 8. It's been little stressful since I came in. This is my fourth meeting of the day today. You know, they're going to give you a little bit more detail on that and a bit of a backstory, but it'll be very concise and factual. It's not going to have emotions in it. So just from that question alone, you can start to identify who you might be talking to. But then as you ask the next question and the next question and you get them talking, you can also start listening for word choice tonality. Some things I like to listen for is if I hear someone using a lot of adjectives and really going that storyteller route, they're probably an I, they're an influencer. If you have somebody that is really driving the conversation or trying to get straight to the point, really feeling high urgency, maybe almost standoffish, well, you're dealing with a D. Don't waste their time. Let's progress. Right. The S is going to be super friendly. You're going to hear a lot of, well, what about you, Jessica? Well, what do you think? And then that C, it's going to be detail, fact, statistics, number. They're going to talk everything that has to do with concrete static information. So what do you do with that? The great conversationalist and, and that buyer, that seller, if you're looking for a really powerful outcome, they say that people like uh, people do business with people or they buy from people they know, like, and trust. And what I would say on that is people know, like, and trust people who sound and look and show up and talk like them. Right. Yep. You find people who get along, they speak the same language. Like you put two IT guys in a room who are C's, they're analyticals, they'll nerd out. You yeah. put two eyes in the room, they'll sit there and chat for hours and yeah. one-up each other and their stories. They love it. You put two Ds in a room, it's probably a really short conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then the S's will talk about their families and their friends and about all the people that they care about. But it's amazing when you can take that power that each of us have on the inside. I, I always tell people when I teach this, you have to deny yourself if you want to have a great outcome. So we're selfish as human beings. We want to be able to run the show. 
and the greatest conversationalists and those that work to these great outcomes are able to navigate the conversation and actually be a chameleon. They call it matching and mirroring, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, where you show up, you sound, you use word choice, body language, tonality, sentence structure, and you match that of the person that you're speaking with. It is remarkable what will happen and how much leverage you'll gain in that conversation because of the trust that's being built. It's so, it's so true. And one thing uh, my husband Al says all the time is you have to decide, do you need to be right? Or do you want to, do you want to get what you want out of a conversation? Right. And the need to be right goes back to that selfish, self-driven. I'm a D I want this done quickly. But if you're sitting there talking to an I who now we know how to identify in the first question, right. You, you yeah. need to ask, I get them talking and ask questions to feel comfortable with them. And that's how you build that bonding and rapport. That's so important in the sales process. Um, I mean, Mary, that was fantastic. Like how you just like, okay, how was your day? And then you can immediately dive deep into that. And obviously it takes practice, right? And maybe even one big thing I think people should do is like take a disc profile on themselves and understand their profile and then how they interact with other people too. But I mean, is there any other things to watch for now? you know our business fairly well, but anything else mm-hmm. you could watch for if say, let's say they're a buyer of a business, like things that um, they could do to either help the deal or hurt the deal when it comes to disc profiles or using the psychology on their side. Yeah, sure. So if they're, if we're talking about the buyer, so someone's buying a company, knowing that the emotion is resting with the seller, there's so much about being able to identify their personality. If they're a high driver and they just want this deal done, let's say the buyer is more of an I. Mm-hmm. Well, if the buyer is more of an I and the buyer wants to be super social in that conversation, you're probably annoying the seller. And the seller might be questioning, oh my gosh, you know, this person won't shut up. Like, do I want this person buying my business? I can't stand them. Like, what are my people <laughs> going to think about them? If you think about how your natural personality style conflicts with who you're talking to, if you're a buyer and you want that transaction to be a great outcome, you want to have really good leverage in the conversation, you have to earn trust. And the great way to do that is to not trigger the seller. Like don't rub them the wrong way. So think about how your natural style might be difficult for them to digest. So let's say the seller is a C. Mm-hmm. And they care about numbers and they are so focused on the numbers. And what if the buyer is a D? So the D is a high driver. They don't want to get caught in the details. There's super high urgency. They just want to get this deal done. Like, let's just move on. Yep. But the seller actually can't process information, make decisions, um, handle negotiation without details, data, 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 data. And they can't be rushed. They need time. They need to digest. They need to feel like they've crossed all their T's out of their eyes. They're extremely thorough. Well, the buyer might be rubbed the wrong way. They say, what's wrong with this seller? Why do we have to go over the numbers again? Like, what don't they understand? And that could cause a lot of tension in the situation. But really, the C seller is the only way they process information. Like, you can't get angry at them. So when you look at these types of mismatches, it can actually cause a lot of tension in that buy-sell conversation. So what I would encourage buyers to do is they want to buy that business. They also want the seller to feel like they made a great decision. And because the emotion is resting on the seller side, not to say it's not emotional for the buyers, 
But the sellers one, this is their baby. They're letting this thing go. And they want, of course, a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them want more money than it's actually worth, right? And we run into that. And they're just having to come to terms with a lot. So I think it's a buyer that's able to read the seller, be patient with them, and really align with that personality style. They're going to build much more rapport. They're going to build trust in the situation. And I think they're going to get to a greater outcome. Yep. I totally agree. And you know, it's funny, we do see a lot of D's and I's in business sales, but we have some C's and S's too. So you really see the gamut. Um, and I think this is one way really that you can give yourself a key advantage as either a buyer or a seller. So Mary, thank you so much for going through all this stuff, giving us that one key question, you know, how was your day? But let's, uh, let's say our listeners want to learn a little bit more. What are some resources that you recommend um, or even like some of your own resources that you have available for people to learn more about DISC and profiling in general? Yeah, so the least expensive way and the easiest way to do it, there are some really amazing DISC profile assessments out on the market. And we sell one of them. It's your extended DISC. And it has, we have a couple different versions, but there's a really cool output report that compares you against other styles. And I think at a minimum, if people are learning, wanting to learn more, and I think there's a lot of free resources, honestly, Justin, I think you probably just Google these things. Yeah. Um, there's probably free disc evals out there. not sure like how scientific or accurate they are, but we love the one that we have. And the output on the report is really powerful because it just tells you more, uh, gives you more insight into who you are and then how you are perceived by the other style and how to adjust in order to have great outcomes by interacting with them and adjusting your style. So that's step number one. And then we do teach a class on this once a month. That's something that people can look at. It's more from a sales perspective. So if there are any people out there in business development that are looking to, hey, I want to master this from a sales standpoint, then we do teach a class and there's information on our website at salesbq.com. But really, I think there's probably a lot of free content people can digest. I'm sure there is, but this was a great overview, Mary, as well. Thank you so much. Again, Mary can be found on salesbq.com. We will drop that into the show notes too. I also encourage you to follow her on LinkedIn because she gives lots of great free resources and um, free ideas about sales and sales training and sales management through her LinkedIn. But Mary, thank you so much again for coming on the show. We hope to have you back again. I would love that. Thank you. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, we're back and it is Listing of the Week. And we have Mike Shea from Transworld Business Brokers of Central Florida. And Mike, welcome back. Uh, you just got a new listing. It sounds like a good one. Yeah, really cool one. Cool story. Um, you know, backstory on this was this young man and his wife, uh, he had contacted me eight years ago when he was a helicopter mechanic in Afghanistan. Um, and you know, I lost contact with him eight years later, he calls me up and says, Hey, I have this business I want you to sell. Um, and he, you know, ETS out of the military, he was a helicopter mechanic in, in the stand, came back and learned how to do e-commerce and crafted this business where he sells jewelry, um, specifically pearls, um, all over the world, uh, leveraging social media, does around 200,000 in sales. Um, Cleanly cash flowing seventy five thousand net, which is crazy. Wow! Uh, the pearls are sourced in. Yeah, the pearls are sourced in from uh, farms in the Philippines or Japan. Um, 
and then it's all drop shipped through the you know, Shopify platform. Um, met with him yesterday morning. You know, I thought I could get it. This is crazy. I thought I could get a bigger number, but he's got other websites that he's created that are that are taking off. So his bandwidth is stretching out. You know, I I I thought I could get him close to a hundred thousand, and he says, "Look, I just need it off my plate. So let's sell it for fifty grand. So for fifty grand, a buyer is going to make seventy five. Um, totally re- relocatable any anywhere in the world. Um, he's got about thirteen hundred dollars worth of inventory sitting in his living room, and he's got two computers." And all he, he spends, get there about 10 hours a week in the business. Wow. Well, that's going to, because he's, because he's, yeah, he's got these, he's almost got like a, an Amway model where he's got people out there selling the products for him and their own little Facebook shows. It's a cool model. I haven't seen it before. So it's going to fly quick. So yeah, you could even throw that on our throw pro program, which is trans world, hot relocatable opportunities. So that, that's a good one for that. Yeah. It's an awesome business. So if somebody wants to know more and get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure. My email is mike at tworld.com or they can reach me on my cell phone, 321-287-0349. I'm on Skype. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can DM me there. You can even hit me up on WhatsApp. Yeah. And uh, you're going to get a lot of action on that. So I would highly recommend everybody jump right in. So thanks for coming on this week. I really appreciate it. Yep. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like but you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta, keep climbing.